Hey, everybody, Kate here. You know, I had Dr. Zelenko on the show a couple of times. He's the one that gave ivermectin to President Trump. Make sure that you go to his website, and it's right at the bottom of my homepage. So please find the Zelenko Z-Stack. He's got two products now. One is the the product we're always talking about with four major ingredients that you need right now to build your immune system. The other one is a detox that's brand new, and I would take advantage of getting that as well. We all need to detox. Dr. Zelenko's website is fantastic. They'll kick the products out quick. Take advantage of this right now while supply chains are still in motion and uh, get as much of that as you possibly can. He's a fantastic doctor that just calls it like it is. That's what I love about him. So go to that on the bottom of my homepage. Look for the wonderful sponsors and find Dr. Zelenko Z-Stack. Thanks, guys. Balance of nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule. Changing the world one life at a time. My wife and I have been health nuts for 35, 40 years. I've always been, you know, literally biking, swimming, skiing, you know, yada, yada, yada. Always looking for something different. The day I took this stuff, that following morning, I woke up and I went, whoa. It was like the missing link. It was just fantastic. And we haven't stopped taking it since. My wife feels basically the same way. It's the single thing that uh, that changed us and convinced us that uh, this stuff is the best thing going. Oh, it's done a good job. I've got a lot more energy. I'm 78 years old, trying to stay alive, and I don't eat right. This helps me get better because I get a balanced diet, and that's very important. I love balance tonight. Start your journey to better health with Balance of Nature right now. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com to get free shipping. And don't forget to get 35% off your first preferred order by using discount code... Hey, everybody. I just wanted to tell you real quick. Look, we didn't invest in uh, T-shirts and hats. We could have. Believe me, I've come up with a slogan or two, as you could probably imagine. We have the commemorative uh, Kate Daly Show coin because we want to put money back in your pocket. And we knew that right now, with everything going on, you would want to invest in precious metals. This is a real silver coin. It is a uh, minted after the first coin ever produced in the United States. It has a piece of history that I love. And it has the Kate Daly Show on it, Be Faithful, Be Fearless. comes in a beautiful case. $99, and most of that goes to the show. But it is going to put money back in your pocket. And I do think silver is only going up. I wanted to make sure that you got something out of that, out of helping Truth in Radio. We're up against a lot because shows like this don't go on for a long time because uh, corporations usually edge us out. And I don't want that to happen. Please help this show stay on the air and you can help free speech and know that you did something to help free speech in America survive this. Radio is very important. It's a very important element because you're listening. And when people are listening, as Rush used to point out, when people are listening, they're digesting those words better than watching stuff, something on TV and watching visuals. It's a really important medium. And I want to stay here doing the show with all of my favorite co-hosts. So thank you. Go to Kate Dallas radio.com and please pick up a few of those coins i would really appreciate it thank you from the bottom of my heart the mainstream media because someone has to be in charge of selective outrage in this country the kate daly show starts now and i agree with what chairman powell said last week that the number one threat is the strength and that strength that we built is inflation. And that strength that we built is inflation. <laughs> Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. I yeah. agree. <laughs> hey, buddy. <laughs> Hi, 
right there. Welcome back. Kate Daly Show. Uh, final hour on a Monday. We're live. I got Uncle Bilty here. I've got uh, Dr. Duke Pesta of the Dr. Duke Show. And uh, so glad to have both of these gentlemen with me. Um, there's so much to talk about today. And let me just tell you, uh, it is... Um, it is Columbus Day. And I love that because it's not celebrated. It's not celebrated at all. And in fact, it's it's actually just diminished. And now, you know, Columbus is supposed to be this man of hate and slavery and and uh, our youth are taught to hate him. In fact, if you come across a, a, a liberal progressive, a leftist progressive, they're almost astonished that you don't hate him, too. I mean, really, they're astonished. Mm-hmm. They can't believe it. You must be so stupid because you don't hate Columbus. Dr. Duke Pesto, do you want to address this? <laughs> Boy, do I. <laughs> I you know, this one, this is one of those things that just, it's one of my pet peeves. Mm. First of all, if you bu- took the time to actually read the life and the, 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 the correspondence of, of Columbus, you will find out that he was remarkably temperate for his day. Mm-hmm. We're talking the 15th century. We're talking 1492. We're talking... 115 years or more until you got to the American colonies, right? Right. This is a long time ago. And when he found what he found in the in the in the um, Indies, the West Indies, thought he was going to make it around the world. When he encountered these people, he was shocked and completely taken aback like anybody would coming into contact with people of radically different cultures and races. Mm-hmm. For a man of the 15th century, he was remarkably temperate. He didn't murder anybody. He didn't take slaves. He did bring a couple of in- Indians back to Europe with them to show to the king and the queen. But he had no reason to kill anybody, nor did he come. People don't understand this. Nor did he come with armies. It's mm-hmm. not like there were uh, 10,000 conquistadors in his, bo- his three boats mm-hmm. who were there to sub- subordinate the natives. Yeah, I get it. In the next hundred years, what the conquistadors would do was horrible. But but Italian uh, Columbus was an Italian. He was an explorer. He was not a conqueror, a colonizer. He did none of those things. The fact that the Spanish, for whom Columbus sailed and to find the New World, to find that passage to the Orient, uh, once he gave them that information, they did horrible things with it. So why you're blaming Columbus for this is just beyond me. Columbus has become like Thomas Jefferson. Uh, brilliant man, brave man, somebody who did something that nobody else had ever been able to do. Uh, they, they become these avatars of whiteness. And so they stand for everything that's <laughs> yeah. evil when it's historically just not true. And I've said this to you before. The thing that really bothers me, too, about Columbus Day, now you're going to name it Indigenous Peoples Day. Stop, stop and think of that for a second. For the last 50 years, 30 mm-hmm. years at least, whenever we talk about Columbus, all we do is tear him down, especially on his day. We point out about how many Indians he killed. He didn't kill any. Mm-hmm. We talked about colonialism. We talked about the, the disenfranchise of Indians. He did none of that. So, okay, uh, there's your avatar mm-hmm. of the horrible things done to Native Americans by white people. Even though it's not a fair analogy, that's what we've done. Meanwhile, you, t- you change the name of the holiday to Indigenous Peoples Day. Let's be honest. Let's be fair. If that's how we're going to treat Columbus, then let's treat Indians the same way. Let's celebrate on Indigenous Peoples Day all the Indians who were slaughtered by other Indians, right? That's what we did with Columbus. Columbus is bad because people who came after him killed people, Mm -hmm. all right? Well, before the first white man, before Columbus first set foot in this world, for about a thousand years, you had Indians mauling and killing and raping and, and mutilating other Indians. 
I mean, so you true. have a situation where the Aztec murdered 82,000 Indians mm-hmm. in one weekend while the Spanish took notes. So let me okay. let, let me play this clip for one minute from Louis C.K. talking about those Indians, okay? Yes. And what he says is, they were just walking around so peaceful and happy, and then we came along. Okay, so here's the clip. Hold on. Here's one minute of it. Here we go. Louis C.K. I really think that white people are from, like, another planet. Because we, like, when we came to America, it was so nice. It was just Indians... And they weren't even Indians. We called them that by accident. And we still call them that. Like we knew in a month that it wasn't Indians. We came here, they're like, hi. And we're like, hey, you're Indians, right? And they're like, no. No, this is India, right? No, it's not, it's totally totally other place. You're not Indians? No. Ah, you're Indians. Yeah, Indians for hundreds of years after. We ruined everything here. This was the great. It was we ruined just everything. Coast to coast, just green, it, brown, it was just and beautiful. Green and, brown. And, and all the humans were just walking uh, around with painted faces, yeah. just walking. And they'd humans be like, were just oh, walking that around. Looks yummy. And then they just eat yeah, from the ground. Just eating berries. Sleep on the and grass. Sleeping on and the grass. Go for a swim and do a little dance. Yeah, do a that little dance. That was the whole continent. Just folks doing that. Just folks doing that. That's what it was all about. Oh my gosh. And then we came. <laughs> that's what they tell that's that's the story they tell the youth. Now, as you know, I can't hear your videos oh, when you I'm play so, them. So yes. give me a give me a the, the fifteen so second summary. It, it was basically they just before we arrived, they walked around with painted faces and they were just happy eating berries and doing a little dance. In and the then, Garden of in, Eden. In the Garden of Eden, apparently. <laughs> and then we showed up and we just called them Indians, even though we knew that wasn't their name. We just kept on calling them Indians. That's the clip. So wait, so this wasn't a gag. He was to be he, Louis C.K. was being serious. He about was this. being serious through some humor, but this was the messaging going on at the right. schools too. Is that they were yeah. just fine eating berries and walking around all peaceful, and then we came along. Well, and it's ironic. How did you? What you're mad that we called them Indians when we couldn't speak their language and they couldn't speak <laughs> ours? Well, how do we? How else did we know what to call them? Exactly. And I, I make this point too. All right, let's 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 play. Go back to my point. Okay, so. Then let's celebrate on Indigenous Peoples Day all the Indians murdered by Indians because there's a lot of Indians who are killed by other Indians of other tribes. And we know for a fact that they did horrible things. They staked them to anthills. They scalped them. uh, They took women when they conquered tribes. Uh, The Iroquois used to do this. They would take women and they would cut their noses and their ears off and make them communal whores for the entire tribe that they conquered. This is what they did. This is fact. This is reality. We know. Mm we, we know that colonization and empires are bad, right? right? Well, the Aztec, the Inca, and the Maya then were all built on slave labor. And it wasn't white slaves. It was Indian slaves who built those countries, uh, those, those, those great civilizations. So if we're going to do this, we got to be fair. Let's start renaming everything, not just baseball teams. Why do we allow Illinois and Ohio and Mississippi, why do we allow white men to colonize those names and name their states after those peoples? Get rid of it. Let's really do what the left says. Let's erase every aspect of Indian culture from white culture. Get rid of the states' names, all the street names, all that stuff. Get rid of it because that's what you do with everything else. You cancel it, right? 
Right. And so let's cancel it. And then let's see where we are. You do you actually follow the program of the left mm-hmm. and you will be burying Indian history rather than trying to celebrate it. But they can't get around this. And so, uh, you know, I what about is the same thing with Black Lives Matter? If Black Lives Matter, how come Black Lives Matter has never said a thing about black people killing black people in Chicago at record numbers? It's only certain black people that matter, and it's only certain Indians who matter on on uh, independent indigenous people days. The only Indians we care about are the ones who that one generation who lost their territory to white men. Those are the ones who matter. Mm. The fact that those Indians took property and conquered <laughs> each other for a thousand years and killed each other, nobody cares. Amen. Amen. I, I can't even tell you enough. I I am so glad you just summarized that. Because I know that there are a lot of people out there that struggle with these new messages coming home with our children and our grandchildren and even the adults, of course, the adults that spew out this alternative messaging that uh, that he was a racist and a murderer. And uh, how dare we come here? How dare we come here and, and do this? Although they had to take land from each other in order to have property. They, they did it to each other, but, but we're not allowed to come here at all. So it was, it was very insane. It's insane to me that they have this messaging going on, but I'm so glad well, you summarized that. Let's go one step further. I mean, we brought them horses. We brought them mm-hmm. rifles. We taught them how to shoot. I mean, isn't that cultural appropriation? A bunch of uh, Indians in the 14th century or 15th century, 16th century, riding around on horses, shooting muskets and guns. I mean, isn't that isn't that cultural appropriation? I mean, uh, isn't that white people stuff being used by another culture? And that's the other thing. The West, Europe, Europeans, Americans, we're the only people who don't actually have a culture. So when somebody buys from us or steals from us, uh, we're talk, we talk about how we owe the world and this is the, the price we pay. It's as if America has no culture that can be stolen. Only people of, of non-white skin can be victimized that way, and it's not so stupid. I mean, I say this in my, to my university kids when I try to talk them out of this cultural, appropriate garb, culture, cultural appropriation garb, garbage, the idea that if you wear a, a kimono on Halloween, you're, you're stealing somebody's culture. Mm-hmm. I make this point to them. If you are not taking the very best things that people have invented from any race or culture, you're an idiot. Why wouldn't you take the great things that other people – and we do it all the time. There's nothing wrong with it. You're foolish if you don't adopt the best things that people have done. And that's why the West historically has had no problem Mm -hmm. with the rest of the world taking our stuff, using it, copying it. Hell, the the Clintons don't even care if China steals all our military secrets. (laughs) No one seems to be bothered by that. Give them to them. (laughs) All this pirating and taking of all of our stuff, Mm -hmm. the left has no problem with it. Right, right. Or selling it. Yeah, Yeah. like they did with the Clintons and more. Uh, I wouldn't, yeah, and and the Bidens. Um, Yeah, absolutely. You're exactly right. And and why aren't we allowed to highlight other people's uh, cultures and success? It's uh, funny that it's always taken as a negative. And we were speaking to um, a school, a state school board member in our own state, and she tried to include in this whole uh, culture appropriation thing that you're talking about and how how the minorities are always the ones abused and the white people are usually doing the abusing. She tried to add Christian and she tried to add all these other things in there, too. Let's just see what they say about that. And of course, they denied it because it was only straight whites that could be the oppressor and everyone else was the oppressed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was quite yeah. the quite the you guys, our kids are being taught this. It's insane. 
Well, but think about this. Western culture is superior mm-hmm. in large part because look at the contributions to our culture African-Americans have made, Hispanics have made, Jewish people have made, women have made, gays have, have made. Gays are contributing nothing to Iran except for fodder to hang from a crane mm-hmm. in the middle of downtown. In this culture, even with our imperfections, mm-hmm. you have had major cultural advancements of Western culture made by people from all different backgrounds. Mm-hmm. That's what we used to call yep. tolerance and inclusion. Amen. Be right back with Dr. The Great Dr. Duke Pesta from The Dr. Duke Show. We'll be right back. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and due to your incredible support, the original My Slippers are almost completely sold out. As a special thank you, I am launching my brand new all-season slippers, slides, and sandals for as low as $29.98. This is a limited time offer, so go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code, and you'll get all my new footwear for as low as $29.98. My all-season slippers are made with my exclusive four-layer design that you won't find in any other slipper. They're finished with a breathable fabric so you can wear them all year round. And my new slides and sandals are made with patented impact gel, making them ultra comfortable and extremely durable. I guarantee they'll be the most comfortable footwear you'll ever own. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen now to get your very own all-season slipper slides and sandals for as low as $29.98 with your promo code. This is an introductory offer and it won't last long, so order now. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. In 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. It was a courageous thing to do, but someone was already here. In 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. It was a courageous thing to do, but someone was already here. The Inuit and Cherokee, yep. the Aztec and This song brought to you by Southern Poverty Law Center and the Children's Peacemaker Chorus um, for UN Peace. Uh, Yeah, it was a courageous thing to do, except somebody was already here. Somebody was already here. I mean, can you even... Believe this song. I, it stuns me to no end. Um, by the way, make sure and get to preparewithkate.com. Order up some food storage, please. Uh, preparewithkate.com is the perfect website for that. And the Zelenko products, uh, get a lot of those Zelenko products. Make sure you have the, uh, you, you have many of them in your storage because they are wonderful. Um, uh, just quads. You don't have to take four different pills uh, for your health, but it's all put into like two capsules a day and it's amazing. Vitamin D and C and everything. So get over to those. Those are on the bottom of my website, katedallyradio.com and make sure and get the coin, please. Thank you for doing that. Uh, the commemorative Kate Daly Show silver coin. It'll put some money back in your pocket. So, you know, but somebody was already there, Duke Pesta. <laughs> Yeah, this is the dumbest argument in the world. It was a discovery for right. Europe, yeah. you know, yeah. Europe that had been around for thousands of years. Right. Europe, for, for Europeans, this was a discovery. Mm-hmm. I mean, is that like saying, you know, let's say there were no Carib Indians where he landed and it was an empty island. You, you're telling me then he couldn't have dis- discovered it because they'd never seen it before? It doesn't right. make any sense. It was a discovery. And that's the thing about Columbus. He is heroic. The whole world he lived in, mm-hmm. or much of it, told him 
not only is what you believe, the possibilities that you say you believe in are impossible, but if you do this, you will die. You will literally drive off the face of the earth. You will be swallowed up by monsters. For him to do it, to, to, to take that risk, to go and do it anyway, and then to find something. And even though he found something he wasn't looking for, that's remarkable. Mm-hmm. I mean, that changed history. Sooner or later, there was going to be this exchange between uh, the new world and the old world. And if you, you're nuts if you think that was ever going to be a peaceful mm-hmm. exchange. Let's put this shoe on the other foot. What, what we know about many Native American cultures – Let's say that it was the, uh, the Native Americans who were nautical, who were advanced, who had guns, who had, had harnessed the power of horses and cavalry. Let's say they invaded an Indiafied Western Europe. Let's say they landed in Britain, they landed in France, and the people there were living as if it were 10,000 BC. Do you really think that the Indians would have been friendly and peaceful? Do you right. think they would, have, they would have walked into those places mm-hmm. and, and a, a allowed for the, the, the rights of the indigenous peoples? Are you kidding me? Right. They right. did whatever. They would have done what all tribes have done. The stronger tribes pushed out the weaker. Yep. The imperatives of the, of the most powerful tribes dominated over the weak ones. That's been human history ever since the jungle days, right? Well, and yeah. so this, this, the lie about this, oh, oh, and, and the fact that Native Americans were, were hanging around loving each other. Mm-hmm. What do you think the word pale face means? <laughs> I mean, seriously, yeah, right. pale face. Right. This, is, this is a racial slur, isn't it? Yeah. If, if, uh, we know from the Cleveland Indians and the Washington Redskins that if you call them red-faced, you are the worst possible person on the planet. But to this day, pale face is not even treated as a slur. I mean, this yeah. shows how, how pure and innocent the natives were. They had never seen white, <laughs> white, white skin people. And when they re- reduced them to their races, this was done as an act of charity and friendship. <laughs> Give me a colossal break. <laughs> Uncle Milty. You know, in all fairness, uh-huh. <laughs> pale face would not be a big deal if it hadn't been for Bob Hope. <laughs> Gosh. Um, so, the, so there was a line in the song that said, so tell me who discovered what? He thought he was in a different spot. Columbus was lost. The Caribs were not. They were already here. And so I'm laughing because when you go back and you look at all the, um, the 1300s, the 1500s, the 1600s, the 1700s, you know, you look at Europe even, the Scots against the British, and then everybody vying for their piece of property and going into battle. That's okay, but we're not allowed to have... And you're not allowed to have a battle for land here. And the people of color battled the people of color here long before we got here is what you're saying. And and, and here's one of those lies, right? That the Native Americans, they were too spiritual. They did not believe in anybody (laughs) could own the land, right? Right. Native Americans didn't believe in land ownership because everything was owned by the great spirit in the sky. Well, with all due respect, if you can't own the land, how can you have it taken from you? A Men. Well, I mean, if, if that's You're your right. art now, of course, that's a lie, because obviously Native American tribes fought for the territory. They didn't get when when mm-hmm. a, when angry warring tribes showed up on their borders, they didn't surrender and say it is not our land. So you're welcome to it. So that, mm-hmm. that or, or this idea that they lived in perfect harmony with nature is nonsense. The, uh, uh, translation, they didn't have technology is all that is. Yeah. I mean, they killed a lot of buffaloes, a lot of buffaloes. And I get it. 
it because they were starving and they didn't have a lot of food, uh, that they used every part of the buffalo. You would too. I would too. Uh, anybody who lives in Alaska does every time they kill something because that's what you have to do to survive. But that is not the same thing as being an environmental warrior. And, <laughs> and another thing, if Native American uh, culture is so peaceful, why is it that they honor among everybody else their chiefs and their warriors? Yeah, think about that. Yep, I mean, right. who, the greatest hero of Indian culture, the greatest heroes, as well as our Western mythological understanding of Native and cultures, it's the it's the warriors, Sitting Bull, Cochise, right? The ones who fought and won battles. This is true of every human culture. Of course, the, the Native Americans idolized and and put forward the ferocity of their great chiefs. The this idea that go ahead, I'm sorry, go ahead, Melty. The Comanches were very powerful Plains tribe. Yep. And they actually kidnap children from other tribes just to increase their own population. Yep. And you know, there were at least five different Southeastern American Indian tribes that owned black slaves. They actually owned and sold and bought mm -hmm. black slaves. That Now, again, if white culture has to be canceled because of our ownership of slavery, doesn't that apply to Indian culture too? Right. No, it's so true. And I, we were talking in the last hour about the fact that we were actually a melting pot for European ancestry. That's what we were coming over here. And we weren't the melting pot that we are today. And if somebody wants to say that's bad or that's good, or even to say that is a racist comment, it just is. It's in Italy, you'll find Italians. And in Scot Scotland, you'll find a lot of Scottish. And we were actually a group of... Um, of European settlers, the founding fathers. Think about those founding fathers and all their heritage. That's what we were. We were forced to be the melting pot that we are now because even those coming up from the southern border weren't coming up initially. And until uh, until in politics, they were kind of guaranteeing a pe a people just to come over here and, and we'll just allow you in. And uh, Go ahead, Uncle Milty. But, but today we're not a melting pot. Mm -hmm. They've done everything they can to keep yeah. us all separate. Right. And that's the point. <laughs> exactly. The left does not want unity. The nope. left does not want us to come together. They want white people to be removed. Mm -hmm. There was a Black Lives Matter, later, Lives Matter official who just a couple of days ago said white men are the problem. We must remove them. They don't want to live along. Why are we building segregated dorms on colleges, building se segregation, seg segregated exercise rooms and buildings for minorities? Why are we segregating trans kids and LGBT Separate graduations LGBT yes. for, yeah, yes. for certain groups. Uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, this is not about inclusive. <laughs> segregation was the last part of slavery to die mm -hmm. for about 70, 80 years after the Civil War, more than that, actually, almost 100 years. We had segregation in this country, which was the final holdover of slavery. People were equal but not equal. You, mm -hmm. Here's your water fountain. We're going to use this one, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, segregation was the, the big battle of the first part of the 20th century, and we finally ended it. And here you are 50 years later, and the progressive left is reinstating segregation yep. as their way mm -hmm. of fighting racism. Yeah, it's absurd. And now, to even go a step farther, now we have the Dignity Index brought to us by our politicians. And uh, this is a, a developing proposal, although we already start having we already started having scores for this from the politicians. And this was they assembled this global dignity and humiliation. I'm not joking. Assessment team to create a global humiliation assessment because they said that this is a goal to use this information to influence public policy and reduce the tragedy of humiliation that is so common and destructive throughout the world. 
to other people. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, this is insanity that they have and a dignity know, score. Uncle Milty, and you know what that oh, means, Kate? Uh, yeah. What that means is we who created have to apologize to those who didn't. Yep. Those civilizations that leaped ahead, and I'm not just talking about Western cultures. Mm-hmm. Think about the degree to which China, its culture was va- so much more advanced than what you had in many other Asiatic cultures mm-hmm. at the time. That, so what that means is humility. We must now not just create the technology that runs the world, mm-hmm. create the medicine, create the travel, create the agriculture that feeds the world. No longer it, it, are we allowed to be proud of that. We have to apologize to third world countries uh-huh. that we dared to move ahead with Without them, that we didn't include them at every level without, because if we had, think about it, if we had forced modern agriculture Mm -hmm. on third world countries, they'd be a lot better off. If we forced modern notions about the person, about law on third world cultures, Mm -hmm. they'd be a lot better off. But to do that, you see, is colonialism. So white liberals would rather have third countries be, third world countries be third world countries Mm -hmm. than dare to accept cultural right. uh, uh, appropriation from the the West that moves them forward. Dinesh D'Souza, mm-hmm. who, as you know, is Indian, mm-hmm. came here as an immigrant. He made it, wrote a brilliant essay. I urge you to look it up. It's called Two Cheers for Colonization. This was about 20 years ago. And his our point was, is that while there are problems, and there were, there certainly was problems with the British conquering India, mm-hmm. that there was cruelty and there was intolerance. However, he said, Look at what they got rid of. They brought democracy. They brought the idea of the worth of the individual. Prior to the coming of the, of the British, you had a system in which the 99% of the Indian people who ever lived were considered untouchable, nasty creatures. The Brahmins lived on their mountains in, in luxury. Mm-hmm. And the vast majority of people, you couldn't even t- touch them if they were sick and dying. They, this right. is the culture where women had to throw themselves on the pyres of the funeral pyres of their dead husbands. They mm-hmm. had to die with their husbands. Right. As right. bad as, as British culture was in some ways, D- D- D'Souza points out, it brought us peace and civility. It brought us education and universities. It brought us a much more egalitarian system. Yeah. So while I can't uh, completely endorse it, D'Souza says, I give two cheers mm-hmm. for uh, my life would be totally different, he said, without Probably. the gifts yeah. that the British had brought. Probably, Uncle Milty. I, you know, I want to go back for a second to this dignity index. Uh-huh. Rather than the people discussing their politicians and what they like and don't like, mm-hmm. what they want us to do is look at this dignity index that's compiled by 20 people. Right, because because they're consumed with the idea, you're right, because they're consumed with the idea that everyone else around the world has hardship, oppression, and tragedy, and everyone's humiliated, and they just need to tell their story. It's like, according to them, white people are walking around on on Indian reservations and saying things like, my rocket is bigger than yours. (laughs) (laughs) It's the if truth. anything, if anything, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, the West has been certainly in the last two hundred years incredibly generous with our technology. With our, right. we're the ones who feed starving people across the world. Yep. yep they, and, and, yeah. Well, I know we're about to hit a break, yep. but I've got more. I, I got more rants oh, in my pants. So I, I cannot wait. Back. I cannot wait. And by the way, the first scores for that dignity index were released in my own state, where they actually were were talking about how high they measured on the index of this to see how much you're apologizing for being white. It's pretty amazing, you guys, because this is all of our politicians are going to be subject 
subjected to this. Be right back with the great Dr. Duke Pesta and Uncle Milty on the Kate Daly Show, katedalyradio.com. Be right back. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. Clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right. Here I am, stuck in the middle with you. Yes, I'm stuck in the middle with you. Hi there. Welcome back. Kate Daly Show at your service. And uh, yeah, we'll take some callers. I also, uh, I have Dr. Duke Pesta with us talking about Columbus and talking about borders and talking about people around the world, the Dignity Index. Um, This is a new index score for politicians. Are they apologizing for being white enough because everyone in the world is humiliated, apparently, and uh, we have to apologize more for being who we are. And um, I also wanted to say, look, Inside Out Hyperbarics is fantastic. If you haven't discovered this yet, Hyperbarics, uh, Judy Mikovits, Dr. Mikovits and Dr. Merritt talk about hyperbaric and what it can do and firmly believe that this would be one of the greatest answers. Put one of these machines in your home. You can actually pay on it later. Uh, You can make small payments on it um, that will help any budget. But what's cool about it is go to insideouthyperbarics.com and you can learn it all the ways it can help you for a myriad of things you can't even imagine. And if you ever watched Joe Rogan, he was talking about the lengthening of telomeres and how they discovered uh, aging, uh, reversal of aging through that. So at the same time, you're correcting something like neuropathy or you've had chemo and you need to get your body back because of that oxygen going into the cell. At the same time, it's like increasing collagen and helping you, helping the cells uh, lengthen the telomere, which would actually reverse aging at the same time. So it's like a twofer. Anyway, insideouthyperbarics.com. InsideOutHyperbarics.com. I cannot recommend it highly enough. It is amazing. And you'll want one of these machines in your home. Um, So talk to them about that and ask them questions. All right. Dr. Duke Pesta, back here with you. (laughs) Jeez. There's so much to say. Is is there not about this? Let's let's look at the flip sign. We spent a lot of time talking about how Native cultures have been romantic. And this is white liberals, by the way, doing this. White progressives have whitewashed, quite frankly, the actual history of Native Americans. They've made them one-dimensional cartoon figures who sat there and smoked peace piped and hugged everybody. The implication you get is that every every chief was a woman. They were totally integrated. It's nonsense. So what white liberals have done has colonized Native American culture. They have stripped it of its warrior heritage. They've stripped it of its reality. Meanwhile, on the other side now, let's talk about America just for a moment on mm-hmm. this Indigenous Peoples Day. Well, uh, the question I ask my students to break them of this habit of, of this, this craziness is I, I said, well, tell me, in 1776, what percentage of the world's population was enslaved somehow? Mm-hmm. Not necessarily chattel slavery, but in, indentured servitude, for, uh, uh, being serfs on, so, on, on Russian plantations. And the answer, they have no idea. They think America alone had slaves. It's 85%. Mm-hmm. 85% of the world's culture in 1776 was enslaved somehow. So for the to, to, to point the finger at the West or even the colonies is mm-hmm. remarkable because it's just not true. And right. a lot of that slavery, non-Western slavery, l- lingered long after the Civil War in 1965. Well, Another question. 
Mm-hmm. If this is a systemically racist country, how is it possible then that over the last 50 years, 85% of our immigrants have been non-white? How does that work? How are you right. a, a, a supposedly this inveterately anti-racist, this racist country from top to bottom, and yet people of black and brown skin comprise mm-hmm. the vast majority of your uh, immigration? Well, I had uh, and, and, I had Prager on. I had pra- Dennis Prager yeah. on Friday, and he said, you know, he said, if we're the country of slavery, if the kids really do think that, then no one anywhere should be standing for any flag anywhere because every That's single right. flag was involved because it was a mindset at the time. That's exactly right. Um, and look, England, who constantly brags that they eliminated slavery about 100 years before we did, well, mm-hmm. let's be very clear about it. Uh, when they when they so-called eliminated it, they were the ones who started it. I mean, the all the, um, the from 1620 to 1776, there were no Americans. There were British colonies. They were British subjects, right? And so for the, the British to wag their finger at us, but here's a problem. We've had an African-American president. They've never had a black prime minister. Mm-hmm. I mean, so this yeah. idea that somehow this culture is, is so clearly and transparent. This is the most, this is the most, America is the most diverse in the history of the world. Since You'd have to go back to the ancient Roman Empire to come anything near it. Right. And the funny thing is, is when, when people, non-white people come to this country, they're almost always running away from socialism, number one, which is what the left wants to replace capitalism with. So here you have black and brown skinned people showing up on our borders in, as refugees, and they're running away from places like Cuba and Venezuela, places where socialism has failed. And the, the, the progressive liberals answer, hey, let's emulate the cultures that drove these black people to our doors made refugees of them, and make it the law of the land. And the question is, is like, where are you going to run then? And the other thing, our minorities, when they come here, they don't go back. Right. Wouldn't they have to be stupid? Wouldn't minority people coming to this country have to be stupid? <laughs> After traveling all across these shark-infested waters, these deserts to get here, mm-hmm. they find that all of a sudden the, the systemic racism kicks in, right? The minute they cross the border. Their kids can't go to school. They can't go to hospitals when they're sick. Sick. They're not allowed to have jobs. They can't own property. I mean, if those things were true, would you stay here? No, you'd turn around. Right. But they always stay here because every one of those things we let them do. You don't have to speak English. You can own property. You can send as much money as you want over back overseas to your home country. Your kids are immediately citizens. Everybody goes to school for free. There are many states who will give illegal immigrant kids in-state tuition. To, so your kid wants to go to school in California, but he lives in Washington. You, if you're an illegal immigrant kid in Washington, you can go to California schools and pay local prices. If mm-hmm. I, a white guy, goes to California, I got to pay double because I'm an out-of-state school, student. True. Uh, the fact is, is that when you look at the way we treat people, even going back 100 years, even going back 200 years, compared how other cult- countries and cultures tr- tra- treat outsiders, it, there's no comparison. I gave you this example during the break. Think about the long history of Islamic conquest um, from the early 7th century when Muhammad was born mm-hmm. all the way through the end of the Crusades, let's say 1400. And we're talking about 800 years of, of almost exclusive Islamic expansion militarily throughout all of the Mediterranean, all through northern Africa, all through the Middle East. And you can't name a single one of those places where 
the religion of the people was allowed to stand, mm -hmm. that they weren't made slaves for their beliefs. Certainly nowhere in those cultures did they allow uh, for a, a government inside a government, so to speak, so that those people could have their voices. It was either slavery or, con or conversion. I mean, here you are today where, where Indians have their own cultures and their own governments inside the country. This is true in, in Australia with the indigenous people. Uh, you, you, there, name, name cultures outside of Western culture that have not only tolerated and welcomed to many degrees non-white people, but also uh, provided places for pe indigenous peoples, people who had been conquered like everybody else had been conquered in history, to come back as minority groups and, have, and be given certain privileges that even citizens don't have right. in terms of how they run their affairs. Right. And so when you measure this, like, this is not an apology for, for slavery. This is not an apology for colonialism. This is simply pointing out the historical fact that for the horrible things that we have done and we teach our kids about those things. I've, I've been to, I've, I've seen schools in Japan. I've seen schools in Russia, you know, Japanese school kids don't learn much of anything about the Bataan death march or the rape of Nanking. Hmm. Russian kids absolutely learn nothing in high school about the Holdemore, the, the starvation mm -hmm. of millions yep. of Ukrainians uh, under Stalin. We have always taught the evil that we've done, and we've tried to make amends for it. Mm -hmm. there's, no, there's no culture in the history of the world that's done as much as we have. And yet, when you, our kids are getting this education, and I, I make this point, if you got the education, you, you loyal listeners to Kate Daly, you conservatives out there, if you yourselves got the education our kids were getting today about history, you would hate your country. You would have joined yep. Antifa yep. if you had were taught to believe that slavery and colonialization and evil and rape and genocide, those were exclusively the province of Western culture and especially America. If you were giving kids that load of BS, you'd hate their cult our culture the way these kids do. It's not surprising that Antifa is made up of disaffected college kids because they've been taught that we and we alone rape the world. And it's not true, but they believe it. And that's why for the first time since the 1960s, you have college kids now looting and burning things down because uh, of our liberal public school system, which categorically lies to them. We do teach the evil of America. We, we magnify in our history classes the evil of America. If you're going to turn Christopher Columbus into a, a monster, you have to completely lie about who he is. Meanwhile, with other cultures, multiculturalism in our schools, which has been around for 40 years, basically makes the argument that as white people, we're not allowed to criticize non-white cultures. So we can't call out the Chinese or the Japanese imperial armies. We can't call out uh, the, the, the brutality of Indian cultures. We can't do that because we're white. We have no authority. Meanwhile, we so we, we whitewash those cultures and talk about how much better we are, and we magnify our own sins. This is why the, the younger groups hate America, and this is why, because of the public schools, in about 20 years, this republic, this democracy will go. Because those kids, three out of four of them, between 18 and 25, mm -hmm. the college generation, 74% of them right now would be willing to trap, get rid of, to trash every aspect of our culture and to embrace radical socialism. It's coming sooner than you think. And every aspect of this is based on historical ignorance. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> Amen, Dr. Duke Pesta. Yep. And we have a caller. And also, um, just the, the fact that they will give up 
voluntarily our constitution. They will not only give it up, they'll stomp on it because yep. they'll say that that is the reason we are this. Mm-hmm. And it has abs- it's absolutely the opposite. Um, caller, go right ahead. Yes, I called in to address both your last point, Kate. And okay, Dr., uh, better hurry. You got one point. minute. You have one okay. minute. Yeah, I spent 25 years, well, not most of 20, much of 25 years in government school classrooms sitting as a behavioral specialist. They're pounding multiculturalism into the kids. They're basically told the kids that the melting pot idea was a very bad idea. You must keep your culture. You need to continue to keep your language with your parents. They need to keep uh, keep uh, keep their uh, native languages. They, and that culture includes political culture because if you keep your culture you're not going to embrace the ideals of, of liberty that are in the declaration of independence mm-hmm. of individual right concepts mm-hmm. so this is a much of it and they if you keep your culture then you can con- continue the hegelian dialectic that your culture but, you your people are being mm-hmm. oppressed and but for everybody and, but white people <laughs> so yes yeah, yeah, right. everybody else so they're going they're going after the uh, right the collectivism of uh, oppression through mm-hmm. uh, keeping your culture and they pounded into not only in history lessons mm-hmm. they pounded in math lessons i've seen it over and over the, the incredible uh, yeah. extent they go to uh, say that your people right. or your what culture you came from your country was you know, oppressed thank but, you for that yeah that's uh, what, what do you think dr pesta he, he hit right out of the park. The right. point is, is that's right. Assimilation is what made us tolerant. Assimilation, uh-huh. willing to let people of all races and colors become Americans and buy into the American dream. That's what made us a tolerant and a improving every decade society. Along comes the progressive left lecturing minorities who were – and as Candace Owens points mm-hmm. out – there has never been a place anywhere anywhere in the whole world where African black people in this country have had a higher standard of living. Nowhere. For whatever our sins are, black people live better here than anywhere else in the history of the world. That's a fact. Along comes the progressive left, and what do they do? They tell all of those immigrants now that you're entitled to all the benefits of America by hating her. You, you must mm-hmm. reject her. You must kill her history. You must destroy its constitution. You still deserve all of our tax money and all of our hand up and all of our solicitation and all of our affirmative action. But you have, but you will take that while simultaneously eradicating every aspect of gratitude and loyalty. That's what we've taught people. Amen, Uncle Milty. Yeah, it's terrible. And you know, the other thing is, is the way that they convince these minorities to kill themselves off. You know, the black population in the United States would be over 30% if it wasn't for abortion. And it's always been 13 since the inception of the country. Yep. Always about 13%. Yep. Isn't that crazy? It right there, it, yeah, it's it? never changed. And you've got hucksters, black hucksters like Warnock, the senator in Georgia, and Stacey yeah. Abrams right. talking about how today, yesterday in the news that pregnancy is made up. Nobody knows when pregnancy ex- begins. <laughs> oh Nobody knows. The, the, the fetal heartbeat beat is a lie propagated by white people to keep minorities in chains. This idea that you've got so many racial hucksters, racial hucksters now, many of them black, lecturing about how wonderful it is, the great genocide of murdering tens of millions of black babies who never enter it, that this is somehow empowering for black culture. It's, it's, it, it, it's beyond astounding. I wish I had a better word. I, I'm surprised by this all the time. I'm surprised that these kids just 
the, their feelings for this country and not understanding the Constitution. It just drives me insane. It's one of those insane, uh, and I put it in the insane column. Um, thank you so much, Dr. Pesta. That was a great uh, hour. Thank you. Thank you. Happy Columbus Happy Day. Columbus Day. <laughs> Celebrate without guilt. Thank you. You're awesome. Thank you. And uh, isn't he great? Uh, Catch the Dr. Duke show and uh, you'll love it. Uh, All you got to do is Google it. Uh, Be faithful. Be fearless out there. Teach the truth to your children tonight. Play this for them. Teach them the truth. And of course, I'll put this up on podcast right away and we'll be back tomorrow. Thanks, you guys.